This is the message from Connection Community Church for Mother's Day, May 8th, 2022. Abiding in God, given by Amy Novosel, Director of Children and Family Life. Good morning, everyone. It's so wonderful to see you all. Happy Mother's Day. A special happy Mother's Day to my mom. Thank you so much for coming out, Mom. I love you. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms watching online as well and to all the women. We just honor you today. It was July 25th, 2008, and I was in the hospital after just giving birth, and a nurse came, and she took my baby girl, and I waited, and I waited, and those of you who know me know waiting's not my favorite thing, but I waited some more, but the nurse never brought her back. I then overheard the nurses talking about my daughter, and none of it sounded promising. It was a scary time, a time where none of my friends or family could do anything to help me. Only God had the power to heal my baby girl. The only way I could get through a single moment was to abide in God. We read in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Isn't that true, friends? Without God, we can accomplish nothing. We will be looking at the example of Hannah to flesh out what does it mean to abide in God. My name is Amy Novosel, and first and foremost, I am a disciple member at Connection Community Church, but I also have the extreme honor and blessing to be serving as your director of children and family life for the past five months. And it's been such an extreme blessing in my life. Would you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful for today. We're thankful that this is a day set aside to honor women, to honor mothers, Lord. And I just ask you to pray, pour out a special blessing over every mother. We thank you for giving um, mothers rest today and restoration and healing and just um, a pouring out of your love, Lord. And I pray for everybody here, Lord, that you would just settle us, Lord, remove any and every distraction, open up our ears so we can hear the word that you have for us, that we can grow just a little bit closer to the knowledge of who you are to us and how much you love us, and how we could maybe grow closer to you, how we can grow closer to you and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of 1 Samuel opens up with an introduction to Elkanah, who we learn has two wives, Penina and Hannah. Penina was blessed with children, but we read that Hannah had none. It goes on to say that Hannah would travel with her husband to worship and offer sacrifices to our Lord. And we can infer from the sacrifices that they brought of cattle that they were a wealthy family because families with low means would offer grain or maybe a couple birds. But the passage goes on to say that Elkanah gave Hannah a double portion because he loved her. However, Hannah wasn't happy because God had closed Hannah's womb. We also read that Penina tormented Hannah, but Hannah didn't allow this to stop her from worshiping God. Worship is the first key in abiding in God. 
when we visited Connection over a decade ago, it was the worship that first grabbed my heart and made me want to come back. We have the most amazing praise team, don't we? Amen. Amen. And the worship still moves me to this day. And when the doors to this amazing place were closed and I was forced to worship at home, I really missed it. It was not the same. There's nothing like worshiping together as a church body. I love to sing along with the tremendous singers we have, but it's a good thing that Mitchell hasn't heard me because if so, he'd ban me to the gym because I would mess up the sound he worked so hard to create. And if you've sat next to me and heard my singing, I apologize because I know it didn't sound that great. <laughs> but in all seriousness, when we are singing, we're singing for God. We have to remember that. We're not auditioning for the voice, and it's a good thing because if we were, I wouldn't be allowed back. But we're singing for God. Now, we don't read that Hannah was singing to the Lord, yet she did worship the Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, allows us to picture Hannah worshiping the Lord. Hannah says, my heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord, my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Our God is our rock. And Hannah is showing us that worship is more than just singing. Worship is truly one of the best gifts God has given us. Reading the Psalms is a good place to start to worship God with our words. But God doesn't need our worship. In the book of Revelation, it tells us that God has a multitude of angels worshiping him. Revelations 5, 11 to 12 says, Then I looked and heard the voices of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, ten thousands upon ten thousands. They encircled the throne. I can just picture it. And the living creatures and the elders, and in a loud voice they're saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and praise. So in the children's ministry, we are launching the Connection Kids Choir. We know how important it is for children to be able to use their musical gifts to glorify the Lord. We want worship to be as natural as walking and as breathing for our kids. We will be launching in June, and all children are welcome in any age. We're targeting pre-K to fifth, but any age are welcome. And we'll be, we will be rehearsing right after the last service, right in here. And you can sign up right on our website. Please encourage your children to invite their friends, their neighbors, their family members. And please don't worry, I'm not leading any of the musical aspects. Marisha Smith and Kevin Harris will be doing that, and they are amazing. So back in the hospital, God had my complete attention. Gone were the minor distractions that kept me from seeking God as I should on a daily basis. And one song that really comforted me during those challenging times was Whom Shall I Fear by Chris Tomlin. Some of the lyrics were, I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. 
the God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. Whom shall I fear? Isn't it comforting to know that the God of the universe is always right before us, right behind us, and right by our sides? You may have heard this saying, don't tell God how big your mountain is. Tell your mountain how big your God is. What song brings you comfort when you're experiencing challenges? Abiding in God means remembering that God is bigger than any financial difficulty you might have. He's bigger than that negative report from the doctor. He's bigger than that failed relationship. God is bigger than the worries you have over your children who are not doing right, even though you're an incredible parent. And if you're in here and you're wondering, or watching online and you're wondering, am I an incredible parent? Yes, yes you are, yes you are. God is bigger than any challenges you face at work, any other challenges. God is bigger. Not only did Hannah have a big mountain of barrenness, but she had Penina to constantly remind her of the fact that she was childless. 1 Samuel 1 and 8 reveals that Hannah would constantly stop eating and she would just weep. The verse reveals that her husband didn't quite understand the depth of her sorrow because he says, aren't I worth more to you than 10 sons? How many times have you been in pain, but nobody understands the depth of that pain? My friend, always remember that God sees you and he hears you. He knows everything about you and he loves you beyond measure. Hannah longed to have a child, as this was seen as God's ultimate blessing. Psalm 127.3 in the New Living Translation tells us that children are a gift from God. They might not always feel like a gift from God, but they're a gift from God. Hannah had a dream to have a child for her own selfish desires at first. She was jealous of other mothers. She was ridiculed. She was made to feel like less than. She then turned her dream over to the Lord, and she promised the Lord that she would dedicate this child to his service. If God had not closed Hannah's womb for a season, she wouldn't have been diligently seeking the Lord. Have there been times like Hannah that you feel as if God is distant and not answering your prayers? Know that the Lord is not a respecter of persons, just as God bless Panina with a baby. He has the same power to bless Hannah with a child. The truth is the same for us. It is important that we don't fall into the trap of coveting what someone else has. I could covet Courtney's ability to sing like an angel, but I know my covetousness won't make that happen. I need to pray that God would show me his will for how he can use me in my life, how I can honor him with my life. And it's not by saying. Prayer is the second key to abiding in God. Despite Hannah's challenges, she still prayed to God. Despite many years of barrenness, she still sought the Lord. She prayed despite the sorrow she felt. 
She was persistent in her praying, and she didn't stop talking to God when her barrenness didn't resolve quickly. Hannah was honest with God regarding how she was feeling. Hannah was praying so fervently that Eli thought that Hannah was intoxicated. This scene is described in 1 Samuel 1, 15 to 16. Hannah answered Eli the high priest by saying, I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. God can handle hearing your emotions as well, your disappointments, your doubts, your fears, and your questions. Hannah surrendered her will to God, and we also need to submit to God. When we pray, it's important that we don't just use the time as a complaint fest, asking God to fix all of our problems. It's important that we thank God for the many blessings he imparts on us daily, his provision, his healing, our families, our employments, and so much more. When we continue to persist in prayer as Hannah did, we demonstrate that we trust God with every detail in our life. So when I first began teaching at a Christian school, I was very nervous at first of having to pray out loud in front of people. In fact, the one course in college that I did not do well in is speech because I could not force myself to go up and talk in front of people. Look at God. <laughs> Nothing but God. But I grew up in a Catholic church, and we used memorized prayers. So using my own words made me nervous. And at first, I thought I needed to sound religious. I felt like my words were insufficient. From Hannah's example, we see that God cares more about a sincere heart than us trying to find the right words to convince the Lord to answer our prayers. 1 Samuel 1 and 9 tells us that God remembered Hannah. I believe this was just the Lord's way of saying that Hannah's waiting was over. After God granted Hannah's request and blessed her with Samuel, her commitment to prayer did not change. Hannah continued to pray to God and thanked him for blessing her with a son that she dedicated to God. Hannah is an excellent example of how we need to be when problems arise. But God provides us with this example that we need to seek God despite our worries. Even when things aren't going our way, continue to pray to him and don't get weary of that praying. My oldest son was born with multiple heart challenges. I prayed that God would heal his heart. Every time we went to the cardiologist, I got my hopes up, thinking this is the time that things are going to be different. The doctor won't hear, hear the murmur this time. The EKG is going to come back differently this time. God is going to answer my prayers this time. But every time we went, I would get upset because there would be no change. At times, I would think, oh, if I could just have Pastor Carrie or Pastor Allen pray over my son, maybe he'd be healed then because they are much more righteous than I am. As the years went on, I learned to thank God that despite his multiple heart challenges, my son is healthy 
and he's thriving, I had to learn that God doesn't always answer prayers the way that I want him to or the way that we want him to. But I thank God that we have the Holy Spirit to help us to pray. His grace is sufficient. And his ways are definitely higher than our ways. There's also a common misconception that God is too busy to care about the minor details of our lives. I'm comforted that the Bible assures us that we can cast all of our cares upon him. God moved on Hannah's behalf. He was attentive to her grief and to her pain. The Lord is not a respecter of persons. He wants us to give our burdens to him and trust that he is fighting for us. The Lord is fighting for our family members. Part of abiding in God is praying without ceasing. If you're new to praying, I would encourage you to talk to the Lord like he's your friend. The Bible does encourage us that we are friends of God. John 15, 15 says, I know no longer do I call you servants because a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all that I have known from the Lord, I have made known to you. All that I've heard from the Lord, I've made known to you. Our children in the gym are learning to pray without fear. Grayson prayed over food with a packed room full of people. He was asked, do you want to practice first, Grayson? Do you want to write down what you want to say? Nope. He prayed without hesitation. Layton, a pre-K child, led a prayer circle that he initiated with his friends in the gym. Let's learn from their example and talk to our Heavenly Father. He's waiting to hear from you. The third key to abiding in God is to read his word. Understanding the word of God is not always easy. But I'm so happy that the Lord has sent us a helper in the Holy Spirit to help us to understand the word of God. So when we read his word and we don't understand, we can pray and ask God to reveal to us the meaning and to show us how we can apply it in our very own lives. We can be transformed by the reading of God's word, but it's important that we don't just read the word, but that we also obey the word. Reading the word of God is one powerful way that we can form a deep relationship with the Lord and to continue to grow spiritually. The Bible tells us to hide God's word in our heart. I'm someone who struggles with anxiety, and I'll be honest with you, this morning I almost wanted to dart out the door. And I think the Holy Spirit might have revealed something to Pastor Allen because he found me and he said, let's pray. And his prayer was, if she's feeling anxious, please remove the anxiousness. So here I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, <laughs> the anxiety has even impacted my physical well-being. And one way that I combat that anxiety is to recall scriptures and to hide them in my heart, to remind me of God's promise of protection and of peace. Reading scripture consistently will help us to re be reminded of God's faithfulness, and it helps us to retain a God-centered perspective. Scripture is a method that God uses to communicate to us. If you've never memorized scripture, finding one that's applicable to your life is a great way to start. 
So one of my goals as the director of Children and Family Life is to help our children learn the word of God. One way we did this was to create a Bible buddy experience for our kids. So when my kids were little, one of my favorite things to do with my mom was take them to Build-A-Bear. So we created kind of like a Build-A-Bear experience with our kids, and they got to pick their own stuffed animal and stuff it and put the little heart in, the whole thing. But the deal was they had to promise to read the scriptures to their Bible buddy. And Barry did an amazing job. He always takes my vision and makes it a million times better of creating and designing these scripture cards. And they had a scripture card for each letter of the alphabet. And here are two featured. Um, the first one is, fear not, for I am with you, Isaiah 41 and 10. And then, what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee, Psalm 56 and 3. And our prayer really was that the children would find one scripture that really meant something to them and to hide it into their heart and to really apply it in their life. So again, I really encourage you to find a scripture that you can turn to when life becomes difficult. Declaring God's promises over your life can help you keep you abiding in him. When we reflect and when we read God's word consistently, it keeps us close to him, helps us learn the word, helps us obey it, but it also helps us to determine God's will for our life. So I was standing in my office at school I'm an assistant principal, and very clearly, I heard a scripture that I don't usually hear, and it was 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, and it says, however as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, what the Lord has prepared for those who love him. Later that week, I had the worst possible day at work that I've ever had in my whole professional career. My mom was in the hospital and I strongly disagreed with the medical plan that they had created for her. And I tested positive for COVID-19. To say the least, I was reflecting on the irony of that scripture that I clearly heard in my spirit. After my quarantine was over, Pastor Kerry asked to Zoom with me regarding the children's ministry. At the time, I had a short stint as the lead of the staff parish relations team. And I said, I know she has someone in mind for this um, children's ministry director. And I think I even know who it is going to be. I know. So when she told me, imagine my surprise that it, I was the one she had in mind. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, mm, that was obvious. It wasn't to me, I promise. <laughs> it was a surprise. So I told her that I would pray about it. The very next morning, I got up to read my devotion. And what scripture was there? But 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. And then I was, as I was driving to church, turned on my Christian radio station that I listened to all the time, and what scripture played on the way to work? But 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. So that quick, I understood why God had laid that scripture on my heart. His word is truly a lamp unto our feet and it's truly a light onto our path. Reading and learning scripture will allow us to know God for ourselves. There's no greater investment that you can make than to know God for yourself and develop a personal relationship with him. God did give Hannah the desires of her heart. She dedicated Samuel as promised back to the Lord. And Samuel served as the last judge of Israel and was instrumental in bringing the Israelites back to the Lord. 
God has amazing plans for each one of you. He has amazing plans for each one of you. He wants to keep you in perfect peace. And when we abide in the Lord through worship, prayer, and the reading of his word, it's easier for us to remain in perfect peace. Now I know some of you are thinking, Amy, ideally this sounds great, but do you have any idea how busy my schedule is? I am busy from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. But I assure you, it is possible to abide in God. It just takes intentional choices. My daughter, who was sick in the hospital, is perfectly healthy, and she is a miracle. She's serving a church, and I know God has miracles for each one of you. I know he does. God had miracles in store for Hannah, too. The book of Hebrews tells us that God is a rewarder of all who diligently seek him. God rewarded Hannah for her diligence in abiding in him. 1 Samuel 2 and 21 tells us that the Lord was gracious to Hannah, and she gave birth to three sons and two daughters. We know that at Connection Community Church, our pastors always say to us, what about you? How can we practically apply the components of abiding in God in our life? The first component of abiding in God was worship. So, like I said, I'm a big fan of what is done on the stage. Big fan. So, most of the music, a lot of the music is on Spotify. So, throughout the week, you could go to Spotify, you could listen to the songs and the music we play here, and it could help encourage you to help you get through a hard day. The second component was praying. So I actually set a timer on my phone to remind me to pray. Yes, I'm that extra, but I know without the timer, I could easily go through my day and not pray. So that works for me. The third one is reading the word. So again, I'm not great at holding myself accountable. So I partner up with friends and we do devotionals together and that holds me accountable because I have to be prepared to discuss what was read with my friends. Those are just three ways that have worked for me, but whatever way works for you will be great. God will speak to you through your worship and through your prayer and through the reading of God's word. My prayer is that the Lord will open up our eyes to see his goodness, that he will create in us a boldness to tell others and the Lord just how wonderful he is and that our hearts and minds will seek him first in everything that we do when we do these things we will truly be abiding in him and he will work in us and he will work through us will you pray with me please heavenly father we just thank you first of all for who you are we thank you that you are the great i am We thank you that you are everything we need. We thank you that you are the way maker, miracle worker, God. So I just pray over this congregation right now, Lord, and I know that there are some people who need a way when there seems to be no way, Lord. And I just ask you to open doors, Lord, and and just to make a way and just to show yourself strong and mighty in their lives, Lord, to keep them in perfect peace, Lord. And help us, Lord, just to commit to spending time through prayer, through worship, and through reading God's word. 
Help us to join in with others to do it corporately. Lord, we just give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor on this day and every day. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Thank you.